We are live. Welcome to episode 13 of the High Slot Hockey Podcast, presented by Hedgebet Industries, who is revolutionizing the gambling game as we know it. We are a little thin this week without our co-host Coco, who is currently soaking up the Florida sun. So it looks like you're stuck with the Cameron brothers this week and our behind-the-scenes man, Jay Butts. How you doing, boys? How we doing? How What's we going doing? on? You guys got anything? Uh, you guys got any news? Any personal news? Nothing? Nah, same old shit, you know, just living, following the hockey game, and, uh, you know, just kicking it. How about you, Butts? Anything? Nothing really going on. Just same old, same old. Just, just grinding. Yeah, and um, if no one doesn't know my voice right now, this is Bob Deuce. Uh, filling in for Coco Spot this week. Before we move on, though, let's hear some words from our sponsorship at Eddie's Barbershop. <laughs> Do you ever look in the mirror and think, wow, I look like a guy with an expired license? With the boys over at Eddie's Barbershop, they will have you walking out of the door with all the confidence in the world. After a visit at Eddie's Barbershop, you can delete those date naps because they will have you ready to wheel and deal on those Friday and Saturday nights. To book an appointment, please visit www.addiesbarbershop.com. Once again, please visit www.addiesbarbershop.com to book an appointment today. All right, so today, boys, we're going to start off with kind of a, like a, a little dark um, subject here. Absolute legend in the, in the hockey community, Mike Bossy, tragically passed away from lung cancer this past week. He was part of the New York Islanders team that won four straight Stanley Cups. He was known as the first like classified sniper in NHL history and all that, and he won the Calder Memorial Trophy in 1978, which was Rookie of the Year. Countless amount of All-Star games, first All-Star team ballots, second All-Star team, bunch of Lady Bangs, couple of those, Conn Smythe Trophy in 1982, and all the Stanley Cups in 1980, 1981, 82, and 83. Just, just not um, sad day, sad week for the for the hockey community. Absolute legend. Yeah, bonafide sniper. Uh 573 goals, 1,100 points, and only 700 games, 750 games. Unbelievable. Wish wish we could have seen him play. Obviously, he's played in the 80s, won all those cups like in a row too. Absolute beauty. And that team he played on, the Islanders, they were absolutely stacked. Yeah. Stacked out of their minds. Uh, yeah, sad day. Uh, unfortunate. Like very young too. He's like 60. 65. Yeah, 65. So, yeah, it's too bad. But, hey, it was a short-lived career he had. He only played 700 games. If he played 1,000, who knows? He might have got up towards Gretzky with those goals. Yeah, him and Gretzky are uh, tied with, like, the most 50-plus seasons yeah, in, a, in a row. It's, like, nine, yeah, nine seasons. Yeah, you see his rookie year. Oh, he's just, he's just going to start out slow, 53 goals right out the gate, 38 assists, 91 points. And then what is he, like – his fifth year in the league he drops just a 147 on on the heads like unbelievable like looking at these stats i can't even believe it honestly like nine at nine straight years 50 goals like his lowest total was the area tied 38 like that guy was a machine he was he couldn't be stopped yeah when he played in the queue for the laval national dude he put up 149 points in 74 75 that's insane dude because like the crazy thing is his first ever um season with the Laval National in seventy two seventy three three points 
He had a goal, yeah. two assists, and then he just took off for 118 the next year with 70 goals. Yeah, goal, 84 yeah. goals the following season. Yeah, time. goalies were legit pylons. I feel like back then they just like there was no butterfly goalies. I don't think the goalies were even wearing helmets yet. Like they're probably getting hit in the in the jaw, losing teeth with the pucks. Like I don't know, you couldn't pay me enough money to like I don't care how much money to play a goalie back then. You're legit getting smoked. Like Jerry Chivas, he had like scars on yeah, his face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like shit like that. I'm, he was just probably sli- getting on breakaway, sliding the puck between their legs, or like just like you know what I mean. It's just if you look at those old highlights, the goalies look like they kind of were like hung out to dry back then. But oh, pour yeah. one out for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well said, right, boys. I'll pour, I'll pour some into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Gone too soon. It's unfortunate. Like I said, an absolute pillar in the hockey community. He was in 1991 Hall of Fame inductee. So, um, best wishes to his family and, and the New York Islanders community. Yeah, good, good going checklists too. <laughs> that was good. All right, so we're gonna move on um, to more like uh, let's get some more comedic relief, comedic relief here. So we got Ryan Hartman fined four grand for flipping off Evander Kane. During a heated uh, little altercation last week, and uh, and also the funny thing is that Evander Kane's um, ex-wife Venmoed Ryan Hartman two hundred dollars. That, that's kind of <laughs> steep though. Like she could have she could have gave him way more. Nah, she's paying off Evander's debts too. That's why she can only afford two hundred dollars of yeah. it. She's still paying it. But no, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, that's hilarious. That like it's only four thousand. It might as well go towards his. Uh, Kane's like legal fees or something you know what i mean just pay a little bit of that off vegas red flag that memo <laughs> yeah right they're like no 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 hartman to Kane, and then they look at the 4g like no 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 chill That's chill yeah chill but yeah no brian Hartman, legend for that uh evander kane's been kind of like playing really well this year he's definitely trying to get get a contract extension if you know what i'm saying for a certain reason i don't know if we know about but yeah, uh, that was that was comedy. You don't see people throw up the middle finger that much anymore, especially uh, on national TV. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, if we're gonna sw- swap sports, Kyrie Irving. But uh, yeah, Ryan Hartman, he definitely uh, like deserved to, like Kane deserved that middle finger. He's a rat. Yeah, and then the whole thing with the Ryan Hartman, like I, like him getting all this. He, it wasn't just uh, Evander Kane's ex-wife sent him Venmos. There's been Venmos from countless amount of people, just fans and everything. <laughs> well, they cover the tab. No, no, he um he took all that money. He's oh, thank you so much. Like you got like like thanks for the support. But I'm gonna like take the proceeds and yeah, he donated to the Children's Hospital in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. There oh, Hyman, yeah. that's a good shit move. There you go. Nasty. Yeah, um, good good guy, Ryan Hyman. he got his wires kind of crossed. He there, was but. gonna he he was gonna dummy him if the ref didn't didn't get in between. He was like he was passed. You don't see people get that mad like that. Anymore. Oh yeah, he like he legit like snapped. Yeah. <laughs> Throw up the bird. You don't see that much. That's yes. that's hilarious. So there's another fine we can talk about. The Matt Barzell fine. He was fined twenty five hundred dollars for he was sitting on the bench. It was kind of a it was kind of a dumb fine. He was sitting on the bench, whatever, and Mitch Marner was standing in front of their bench while play was um going on and and Matt Barzell just grabbed his jersey when he was skating away to try to um jump up in a play. I mean, I thought it was pretty funny. Like whatever. Like I think they're, I think they're buddies, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So like I think they he was kind of just like fucking around kind of thing. And 
and I guess uh, Gary Bettman had his uh, his panties up in a bunch, and uh, so yeah, I'm just pulling up the highlight right yeah, here. Yeah, I was gonna say he's he's bumping over. Yeah, here. yeah, no, he's yeah, he's just grabbing him. But I heard uh, like I saw a quote like you said their buddies like uh, Marner didn't make a big fuss out of it. He was like, oh yeah, like that's pretty funny that he did that. Like I wasn't really near the play, but we played together for like we played together during when we were younger and stuff. So he's like, that was just Maddie being Maddie, just being funny. So I don't see like the whole. Fu- I guess like because he's on the ice, but I I think it's kind of like a steep fine. I wouldn't. I would just let it go. I mean, if he was like legit on a breakaway or something, he, the puck was like in his feet or something, and he's, I get it. But I think it's kind of dumb. You know that was some old time player that was like he needs to get fined like yeah. not back in my day this would never happen this tummy sticks yeah yeah exactly is that is it, i wonder if it's shannon no it's definitely not shannon no, no, no it's, it's peros 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 is a player is he figure. oh yeah he was george peros was a goon wasn't he like yeah, when he, he played yeah, i don't know i don't know how they have like all these yeah. fighters and shit just becoming like the player safety people it's yeah like, it makes no fucking and then they're sense. all like goody two shoes yeah. when they sat their uh nice suit and tie job they're just like, yeah, I don't fight a peacemaker now, dude. We remember where you came from. Yeah, I'm calling you out, George Paros. <laughs> yeah, Vinny, fucking dummy me, dude. I'll be dead. Many and George Paros at the Kings of Combat. Book it. Book yeah, him. I'll be dead. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in there for like ten seconds. He'll put me through a wall. Yeah, so we're gonna cover the Western Conference wildcard race. It is absolutely wild. It's wild right now. So you got. Is that a pun? Yeah, it was. It was really stupid. No, no, no. But um, yeah. So, so Nashville and Dallas are both tied with ninety-one points at the one and two spots in the wild card, and you got Vegas at eighty-seven points. So, hold on. This is refreshed. I think it might, it might have been a little bit of an update here. Oh, and yeah. So it's different. Had they refresh? So it's ninety-three points now for the Nashville Predators, and the D- D- Dallas Stars are still at ninety-one. And Vegas is still at 87, so it was. It, it's a tight little race here. Um, Vancouver is also at 87 points, tied with Vegas. Winnipeg's pretty much out of it. They're at 81, six behind um, Vancouver and Vegas. So Vancouver and Vegas right now are just been on, like they're on like complete like survival mode. Like they need to win out the rest of their games to even get a, even close to the, the to the Dallas spot, to the second spot in the wild card. And uh, what, what's your prediction, Vinny? I know you're big on Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I said it last, but it's, it's looking slim, slim to none at this point. They they can't really rack up any points right now. I did pick against them uh, the other day, the Oils. I was right. I just had a feeling. I, I, I still I want to back up my uh, my whole prediction, but it, it's not looking too good right now. Uh, I think the Nucks, the Nucks are a better team, I think, right now, but the Knights are healthy. They should be playing well. They're just goaltending blows, man. I don't know. Yeah, Lannery in it. Yeah, I mean, like, I'd rather have Markstrom or, uh, oh, no, Demko. I'm sorry. I'd rather have Demko than either of those guys, I think. Yeah, Demko's been playing unbelievable. He's definitely in the Vesna talks right now. Yeah. He is crazy. He has crazy stats this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, I like the way Dallas is going. Dallas is definitely, I think, Predators are all right. I, I just, I never really had any, like, Real like stock into them going to the playoffs this year, but I like the stars. The Jets slap. Oh, the Jets are all done. They're like ten points out. They just haven't been eliminated yet, right? 
Yeah, they haven't been math mathematically. Yeah, mathematically. Yeah, yeah this is, they're they're all done. But yeah, the only team I can see looking in that's gonna get in maybe the Knox, the Knights. We'll see. Because the Knights have lost two right now, so that it's not looking too great. So yeah, they've been they've been a disappointment. It's just Eichel's got to prove, I think, to a lot of people that he's uh, he's a winning player. You know, like he's a difference maker. You add him to the lineup. You know, like he. Over in Buffalo, tough situation. Like you gotta, your whole team's gotta be around you. You gotta be pretty decent or competent, you know. And like I think he has that in Vegas, where not everybody's gotta be healthy. You know, he should be able to carry carry his squad to a couple wins, maybe down a couple guys like Stone and Patch. But obviously, those guys help. Like those, oh, yeah, big time, those yeah. guys will be like. I mean, Ike's Ike's a second line center and. I mean, you'd have those guys on the first line, I think, unless you want to switch up Pacioretty and Eichel. But those two centers there are sturdy. You got just lined up back to back. But yeah, I mean, they just—it looks like they—they they just made some poor decisions lately. The Knights. Yeah, I mean, speaking of poor decisions, like so, I, I know you saw this tweet that got sent to us. So since the Jack Eichel trade. To the Golden Knights yep. on February 16th. Yeah, I remember this. Like, the, the swap with the trade between them and Buffalo. Vegas and Buffalo are both 13 and 14 since February 16th, since that trade. So, I don't know what's going on over in Vegas. I don't know what they're thinking right now. Well, that's a, that's as, a re- as of now, Buffalo won that trade. Yeah, as of right <laughs> now, they won that trade 100% because the Sabres were, like, bad. Like, bad, like... Going like pretty much like from start to the middle, like going into the All Star break until they, this trade happened, and Buffalo has been playing really well. Like in my for like Buffalo standards, I would I would like. Would you guys agree with that? Like I feel like I feel like they're playing pretty fucking well. For, yeah, like, I was gonna say thirteen and fourteen is like really good for Buffalo. Right? Yeah, like being around five hundred. The thing is with the Vegas, they made this trade for right now. That's why they're losing yeah. this trade because it was supposed to immediately be, oh, we got Jack Eichel, we're going to the playoffs, we'll be rolling, we got Patch, we got Stone, uh, they got uh, what's his name on the back end, uh, your boy, uh, um, Shea Theodore, yeah, Shea Theodore, uh, Patrick Angelo, like White Cloud's pretty, yeah, good. White Cloud, Alec like Martinez. I like, it's just got to be their goal at this point, like that I'm like naming off. That's just I can't stand because that's. Yeah, I mean, we always mention every friggin' pod when we talk about the Knights, but flurry. Yeah, like as of right now, I think Buffalo is one of the one of the teams you don't want to face if you're like going into the playoffs. Maybe yeah. like on the line of making the playoffs, not making the playoffs. You don't want to face mm. Buffalo. They have nothing to lose, and they're playing good hockey right now. Yeah, they beat the Leafs like every time they play, and that's like the Bruins got to like you know just win win that day. I don't know if they play the same day. I just like get up on him on them because it's. Like they can't. The Sabers are one of those young hot teams that are moving. Yeah. So let's move on to the talk about the St. Louis Blues. Like this oh, team, yeah. man. Nasty. This team. I'm is t- I'm taking a victory lap on. Unbelievable. That. Like they had they had nine straight wins going into last night against our hometown Boston Bruins. The boys came through with a nice OT win, but go, go like leading up to that that game, they were beating teams like. Just mm-hmm. taking people's lunch money. It was uh, against the Preds, eight to two the other night. Yeah, they smoked them. Oh yeah, and we have that over. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's smashed. That's smashed. The boys again. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it was, and the, and we hit the parlay too. Was, I think it was the bailout. Yeah, we um we got pushed on what what was it the uh, Why did we push? We pushed we pushed on one of the overs, but other than that we hit. Ah, yeah. You know we been pretty much right. Oh no, it was the it was Florida. It was Florida versus um the Wings or something like that, and it was like over seven and it was six to one. Oh, we back on putting the Preds on the on the uh on the bets now. Back on the red, uh, red oh. wings. Oh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember like they're treading lightly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the Blues. You know what? I'm gonna make that uh, proclamation on the pod. I'm jumping off the Knights bandwagon. I'm going right to the Blues. I'm off the Knights. Yeah, yeah. Vinny's about to just jump to every team. He's like, oh yeah. no, I, I, oh no, actually, <laughs> no. Nah, uh, I was talking Cowboys, Yankees fan, Vinny Snipsky. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I was, I was on the Knights at the beginning of the when we started the podcast. I thought Eichel was going to be that guy, and nope. Uh, Blues, I said, what was it, two pods ago, that they were going to finish strong, and loving loving the way they're playing. They're looking like 2019, which is PTSD for me, too. Yeah, like, the the reason why, like, the Blues, in my eyes, is the reason why they're playing so well is because Craig Berube just, like, has, like, that, yep. that winning pedigree and has that just, like, tenacity about him that – he gets the the message across. He neutral zone play, just get pucks in deep. Like just beat the crap out of the other team that yeah. you're playing against. Puck and, possession. And like Tarasenko just played absolutely like his his like little tear he had was insane. He screwed me on fantasy. I was <laughs> dude. I got upset in fantasy this um this past week, so I'm kind of down bad. But oh, that's why you've been quiet. Yeah, that's why I've been quiet. I was number one seed, got and ended up losing because Tarasenko just yeah Tarasenko just decided to play hockey. He was first hockey. star of the week in the NHL too. Yeah, he played unbelievable. I mean, he screwed me. Oh, it, it was it was fun to watch, but he screwed. Oh, me. that's mad funny. That reminds me. It was the other night. I was like looking at my phone. Bob was like on the other side of the room. I was like, oh yeah, Tarasenko first star of the week. I read his stats, and Bob just didn't answer me. Yeah, I was, I was pissed. Oh, uh, yeah. now that explains why. Goes right to bed. That's ex- yeah. that explains it. Yeah, I was dominating all year, number one C, and then I just get upset in the semis. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> that, dude, that happens to me in, like every fantasy, dude. It sucks. Like fantasy football, like dude, I get I get rinsed on the, in the playoffs. It sucks. Dude, that's why I stopped playing. It's just too much anxiety. Yeah. Oh, fantasy football is the worst. Yeah, I was um so I was in the like I said I was in the semis where I got upset, but. Dude, I going into Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. I had Shesterkin, like Shesterkin was playing, but I just like didn't oh, look at my lineup, yeah. dude. I wanted, dude, I wanted to kill myself. I was at the, I was playing golf with Vinny, um, Coco, and Tommy, or whatever. Like we get to Jake and Joe's. Yeah, we I get think. to Jake and Joe's, and I literally like we're just like sitting down and like having beers, and I dropped my phone, dude. You would think that like something like awful happened to me. Like, like, you know what I mean? It was so dramatic. Like, I dropped my phone. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, dude. who died, Bob? Yeah, yeah. Coco, like, looked at me. He's like, you okay, dude? And I was like, oh, dude, I didn't start hysteric. And he got... <laughs> and, I, and I go, he had a shutout for 12 points. Dude, that's going to fuck me. Or whatever. And they're like, really, dude? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> or whatever. And then we ended up losing by, like, 30 anyway. So, it didn't really matter. Oh, uh, so, it would have been just 20 instead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have softened the blow. But... Yeah, yes. You know. Yeah, yeah so... um. So like the all right, so the Blues winning streak came to an end last night against our hometown Boston Bruins, like I mentioned before. So might as well just get right into the Bruins recap, kind of segue in in there. Yeah. But what's your guys' thoughts on the Bruins lately? Ah, uh, they just have to get healthy. Uh, it's gonna be tough. I just don't like how long they kind of uh, held out. Uh, Lindholm and Pasta. They're supposed to be back this week though. They're steaming with the team today. I heard. Uh, Allmark's gonna play against the Rangers this weekend when they play. I I don't know if it's this week or this weekend, but that's good sign because Allmark was playing on his head. 
Yeah. And like give Swam in like a game off. Yeah. Like it's kind of, I like the whole goalie like in and out situation because it keeps the guys on their toes and like you're not going to ride the hot goalie the whole way. You're going to have to like, you know, maneuver, like play situationally. I hope they do. Like they should have done last year with Tuka and Swam and like, oh, you, you didn't play that good today. I'm going to Swam in the next one. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you can yeah. trust both goalies, get them hot. Uh, Lindholm, not worried. He put him in there. He should just, you know, him and McAvoy. McAvoy, that fucking snipe yeah. last night. That was, that was nuts. That was great. Uh, good to see him doing that. And then you fit in Lindholm with him. And what, hopefully that just takes off like nothing happened, you know. And Pasta, uh, Halsey had a goal last night. He, uh, Love to see that, obviously. You just you slide pasta back in there, keep Hall at center. Uh, then they're pretty much back to where they were a couple weeks ago, and they got the third line back together, which I think should stay, you know. Uh, yeah, and then, I mean, if they they get that kid Lizell up there at some point, that'd be nasty. I would love to see him. I don't know why they didn't bring him up. but They probably just want to keep him more, like, keep it developing, yeah. I guess. Like, yeah, I mean, if the Bruins stay at that first wild card, they get the Panthers. Is that uh, is that is that right or it's it's kind of hard to tell. I think now. it's yeah, it's one like the one wild card gets the second seed, right? And then the second wild card gets the first seed, I yeah, want to say. Yeah, so we'll probably be getting like the the Panthers probably. Panthers, or, Tampa. Yeah, maybe. yeah. So I mean, I like that I like that matchup for us, uh the Panthers. Uh I I don't think they're very heavy on the back end. They're forward heavy and we play very good defense. Uh when we're healthy and you're not gonna win a win a, a game like seven to four against us, you know, and that's how they've been playing every game lately. Uh, we talked about them last pod, and they were on a heater, what eight eight straight wins or something like that. And I just wasn't impressed with the schedule they're playing. A lot of cupcake teams, you know, a yeah. lot of non playoff teams. Yeah. So my big thing with the bees right now is like our five on five is pretty good. From what I've seen, like even even though we don't have pasta and like Lindholm and whatever, but and all marks out, but I think our five on five game is pretty good, and it's just like our power play we need to figure out. We just need we need pasta healthy because like yeah. without pasta out there on the power play, we're literally nothing. I we're, think that's the one thing I didn't mention was pasta on the power. Play. Yeah, we're zero for like twenty six or zero for yeah. twenty seven on the. I don't power think play. we scored on it last night. No, but, we didn't. I mean the Blues. That's a good team, so I'm not really like. Yeah, yeah but like, what, what about like us against the Red Wings? Yeah, so, you know yeah, what I mean. Like, yeah, he, yeah exactly. That's what I'm. That's can't what I was score on say, anyone. Yeah. You know what I mean. And the other thing too, like I brought this stat probably like a couple podcasts ago. The Bruins need to stop letting up goals with like oh, four seconds left night. in the fucking period, dude. Like that was like that was disgusting. Like the the sad part about it too is that like the Blues they they like were on the half wall, had that shit buried or whatever, and I was like, all right, just eat the puck, like or whatever. Like if the if the um, Blues are just burying the puck in our offensive zone, just let them do it. Especially the run off the clock, just keep that sh- like that shit in their Smack. feet. Yeah, and then for some reason, like like I forget who it was on the Blues, just like won the puck threw it on net and it just like just flooded over um Swayman's shoulder and in I was like you gotta be kidding me dude and that was and that's just like right right away dude when I saw that like I was like oh here we go again you know what I mean because every single time we lit up like a like a last like second goal in like a period it's just downhill from there wait but, I'm sorry was that the Robert Thomas goal yeah like he threw it yeah on when net. it yeah. when it got tipped yeah, and got nobody tipped. was out front yeah, and like flooded over um swimming. Yeah, that was a nice play. There definitely should have been somebody out front there. Yeah, no, but like the but, thing is like how's he how they not like keep it like buried in the corner, you know what I mean? 
because like the um robert thomas like had it like just like buried in like the half wall just like if anything just like like cross like like put your stick across his back and make sure he doesn't move with the puck it's like three seconds left in the period yeah you have to be aware of like the time on the clock yeah like i don't know it's happened way too much like that's those are my two gripes right now is the power play and just situational like awareness yeah it's kind of scary that it's like recurring like the uh last minute goals is happens like every other game we, we're the number one At team least. we're like the only team in the league with like like that lets them all like i think we're on the head of like the red wings now we let the most like um, yeah, that's last not second a, like it's period. a bad stat like, it's so bad because like you can't be having that shit in the playoffs dude you know what i mean like, it's just, absolutely not. Yeah. It just it just like kind of speaks to just the brain farts on the wall pretty much when it comes to that stuff well last night anyway like it was a wall play and ended up getting up to the d d man when it should have been buried but yeah, the D the D's got to play smarter. Uh, I just see too many times they're behind our net, just like w- ripping the puck up the boards and no one's there, you know. And then it's a turnover and it's a bad turnover because it's the defense, or the uh, the team forechecking, and then they're on their forehand. Yeah, you know, and like there's nobody there for us to like help chip the puck off the boards. Yeah, <laughs> see a lot of that. It's just not good. Bad decision making. They're just not eating enough pucks. I, th- I think that'll be a big difference when Lindholm comes back too, because like the veteran presence on like end of, end of the periods, like times like crunch times like that, like that's gonna be a huge difference. Yeah, that. exactly. Because him and McAvoy <laughs> are just like just a perfect perfect pair from what I saw when they were together, and a lot of people are probably out there right now probably like freaking out about how like the bees are just like i mean like we we, we escaped them um, with a win last night in overtime but like the past couple of games that have definitely haven't been great haven't had a great showing but like like again we just don't have Pasanak, lynn holmes or uh, whatever and all mark just got hurt so like, a lot of people are like oh no like probably hitting the panic button but i wouldn't hit the panic button panic button just just yet because like those two guys like are gonna be back like they're resting for a reason there's a reason why they're not playing bruce has a plan the organization has a plan they got to get these guys completely healthy and uh and help out and give us a go for on um, the run, hopefully for the Stanley Cup. And I'm not worried about this team at all because we're, we're still like in games and winning like against good teams. Like we just we just snapped the Blues winning streak last night in overtime with like a very thin group that played pretty good five on five. I think it was pretty good five on five. We just our um just our situational stuff. We just need to touch yeah, up on. Yeah, that's that's a lot of it. Uh, I mean, it's also, like, we talked about it last pod, how Bruce was really giving it to the boys at practice after the bad losses we've had. And it's it probably it has a lot to do with, like, just trying to whip the younger guys into shape maybe more and be like, hey, this is – it's time, it's time, you know, yeah. like, everybody. Like, even, like, like the third line even, like, that's a heartbeat, I think, of the, of, uh, the team kind of too. Like, you need those guys. They – hard work gritty guys and they're like making mistakes and obviously can't afford that type of stuff when it comes to the playoffs yeah he's gotta stay out of the box that's big too oh yeah t freddy <laughs> yeah you gotta stay out of the box freddy you don't want to get a health bomb bud just do it be smart yeah all right so this would be a good time to roll up to the interview rob mcgovern yeah he's good he's a good interview hope you guys enjoy this week's guest is a local guy from Weymouth, Massachusetts. He minded the crease for four years for the University of Maine Black Bears. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Rob McGovern. Hey guys, what's up? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it, brother. All right, so let's start with your early hockey days here. When did you fall in love with the game of hockey? And also, when did you decide to become a goalie? Um, I don't know. When I was young, uh, I was the best skater, so I thought... 
Have you always had the size and all that? So is that why you decided to get in the crease? Yeah, it's, I feel like usually goalies have like those sneaky good hands too. Are you out there just dangling on everyone now? I try to. When I play men's league, I still can't move, but <laughs> yeah, I, m I remember back in uh, the summer leagues, see, the first time seeing you out there, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> those are good times. <laughs> yeah, those hang em leagues. Those are, those are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so what hockey program did you develop grow, growing up in? Were you mostly like a Weymouth Youth Hockey guy growing up? Um, yeah, I played Weymouth Youth for a long time. Um, probably from like instructional up to, say, probably Bantam, so the whole way through. Um, but I also was played with uh, South Shore Kings. I was like the backup goalie. And then I did a year with the Terriers, too. Oh, nice. So you got some select hockey as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw you play for the Cape Cod Whalers. Did you play uh, one year for them? Yeah, I played a U16 with them and then U18 with them. Just half season. Oh, nice. So after that, after you played for them, during your 30 days, it looks like you owned the net with a goals against average of 2.22 and a save percentage of 9.32. You want to go on memory lane and mention your time at Thayer? sister went there so that's kind of opened the door for me and then I went there right away Tony kind of had me started even though I wasn't ready for it and um, we struggled really struggled a lot my first year we were probably the worst team in New England we got smoked by most teams but uh, we were really young and then junior year we kind of flipped the script and we went on a, we went on a run and you know we beat a lot of teams to, uh, we made it to the semis of the large school, and then my senior year, we won the best teams in New England, so, you know, we went from the bottom to the top in three years, and it was um, a, lot of, a lot of good guys that I'm still friends with now, a lot of, we had a lot of D1 kids on the team, but that first year was fucking miserable, like, you didn't want to show up to the rink because we were getting smoked, Tony was being Tony, and it wasn't a great time. Yeah, but you probably built so much camaraderie with all those guys. Like you said, like you guys, you're still like good friends with them now, and you go through the bad times, and also you always um get to enjoy the good times with your friends. So. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that that's what made it so much better is, you know, you, you experience the worst of the worst hockey wise, and then to go from that to you know, top three team in all of New England that quick too is, and basically the whole. The whole team was there for basically all of it, so you know, it was just special at the end. Too bad we shit the bed in the playoffs, but you know, was, I'll never forget those teams and those kids who were on the team. Yeah, so after your time at Thayer, like, did, did you get multiple um, offers, or was it just you main on your radar? So after, after I 
Sounds like it. I mean, you're going to find your, your spot at UMaine. Let's talk about that now. So, who was your favorite teammate in your four years there, and why was it Malcolm Hayes? <laughs> Malcolm, Malcolm's hysterical. He's a great guy. He's, like, words can't explain how funny he is. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's something else. And, you know, when I first met him, I was at a concert with, with Christian Simeone. Because they were, they were, Malcolm lived with him, and uh, Christian introduced me to him, and I was like, "This kid can't be real. Like, there's no way this kid plays hockey East up in Maine, especially." And uh, then we went up for summer workouts, and he was up there, and he was, you know, squat a house, bench the elf on, like strongest kid I've ever met. We were all terrified of him. Until we went out drinking with him the first weekend, we're like, it's the nicest kid you can meet. <laughs> Down to earth, hysterical, stories for days. And uh, I lived with him for one year, and uh, he was one of the best roommates I had. Yeah, we had him on the podcast with Christian, actually, and it was a great interview. Great, two great guys, and yeah, I wouldn't want to meet uh, Malcolm in a dark alley, that's for sure. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. <clears throat> Yeah, some of the things that some of the um, pictures I've seen him on Instagram and just him just like just like tur- turtle heading everyone, everyone just like heads just in their shoulder pads, just getting dummied. Sounds like it. you got something to say about? So you gonna say something? Uh, uh, I was gonna say how much he probably wa- had to watch over Christian. I, s- I was just saying how much he probably had to watch over Christian when they were living together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> Christian probably running his mouth right, right behind him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so another one of your teammates that you made was Jeremy Swayman. How was it having him on the team, and are you surprised with his recent um, success in the show right now? Yeah, I, he's been um, fine from all cylinders, like especially on the playoff run now and everything. But 
Did, did you help like mentor him like going into you from going into you Maine? Like did you get him? You got him at like the um, beginning of his um career, right? Yeah, he was. Uh, he came in. Uh, he came in my junior year, and going into that year, we were both at the Bruins uh, development camp together, and that's when I first met him. Oh. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say really mentor him because you know it's. I would say it's different for everyone because some people like. Some people like to have someone like kind of take them under their wing. Other people are more of like uh, find out their own way type, I guess. Um, I would say I was always there if he had any questions, but I wasn't, you know, um, calling him, being like, "Hey, come over. We have to go over film or talk about this or any, anything like that." Okay. Um, so I saw that you you um, signed with an ECHL team. Did, did you ever, like, um, play any games for them, or? So, I went down to Wheeling. Um, after I graduated in Wheeling, I was done with hockey. I, didn't, I had no interest in playing anymore. And um, I went to a wedding, and I saw a couple, a couple of my buddies. I was like, fuck it, I might as well try it. I spent 20 years playing. I'll give it a go. So, um Wayland called me, said I had a good chance of making the team. I drove out, I drove down there, which is like, if you think Orno's the middle of nowhere, Wayland's the middle, the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, I got there for like maybe three, four days. The guy got sent down from the NHL, clear waivers. So then a kid got sent down from the AHL to the coast, and then that kicked me out of camp. Um, then I went home and I was kind of thinking like, ah. I don't know if this is really it for me. And then I got a call the next day um, by a guy out in Kansas City saying they needed a goalie. So he called me at probably 10 a.m. I was on a flight at like 1 o'clock. Went out there. I was there for a week. I dressed for two or three games. And um, I didn't get, in it, get into any games, but it was a good experience. And, you know, I met some good guys out there, too. And it was Surprisingly, they had a great crowd out there. I'm just happy I got to experience it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Flo was saying the ECHL crowds are crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much. Now you have the Mariners and the Railers, but there's not really ECHL out here, so you don't you don't see it. Um, but when I was out in Kansas City, the place was packed. It was like a sellout. They had crazy intros, like. Yeah, they call it the jungle for a reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> a couple fights, not, nothing too bad, but a couple fights, a lot of, a lot of chirping. And, uh, it was, it's just, it was just, it was different than, than college. Say that. Hey, you guys got anything for Rob? Uh, yeah, so back to you, Maine. Everybody raves about how crazy it is at a game out there. Uh, I just want to know what your perspective is. It's great if you're on Maine. It's awful if you're not. <laughs> the, the fans are batshit crazy. We love them for it. But it's if you're a hockey fan, especially college hockey, you have to go to a game at the Alphon. It's, you know, I'm getting chills thinking about it. It's, it's really, there's nothing like it, especially – you know, we're playing BU last 
Friday, Saturday night, or UNH Friday, Saturdays. I mean, the place is shoulder to shoulder. Um, it's loud the whole time, no matter what the score is. Like, we have a big penalty kill. Guys are laying out blocking shots. Sounds like the roof's gonna come off. Like, it's it's unbelievable. Um, and then, like, I tell people all the time, it's the student section hangs over the ice. You can hear everything they say. So, like, it's great for, like, when I was playing, like, you could hear them talking to me. And obviously, I'm on the team, so they're not saying anything fucked up. But, <laughs> opposite goalies, right. opposite whatever, you, you can just imagine the shit they're saying. Um, the locals, <clears throat> on, like, uh, winter break and all that stuff, the locals would still come, so it would still be a good crowd, even when students weren't there. And, you know, it's... My first game there, I was shitting my pants. I got pulled in first, I think. It was awful, but... Batman. I mean, it's... To me, it's the best like best atmosphere, best rink in the country. I know, like, BU and, you know, even, like, North Dakota, teams like that have all the glitz and the glam, but, you know, if you get up to Orono, especially <laughs> as a road team in the middle of winter, you feel completely alone out there and it's it's great for us um you were there during the Eichel uh years correct like did you ever get a chance to play against him and like how was it playing against him if you did I guess who sorry uh Eichel over at BU no so he he was at BU the year before I went in so I never got got oh. to play against him oh, okay and uh I got a, I got a question here over at the hot seat um, who's your biggest inspiration growing up in hockey? Like, who'd you look forward to for, uh, like, looking in career? Um, honestly, I'm not really sure. Um, you know, my, my dad never played hockey, so it wasn't like I could really, you know, lean on him. Um, he was always very supportive and did whatever I needed to do, but, um, I honestly don't know. It's just, I watch games with him, but. Like I said, it wasn't like I could really lean on and be like, oh, why the guy do that or, you know, shit. But, um, I don't know, I just, I, I just enjoyed, like, the camaraderie and the speed of it. And, and I think that's kind of why I fell in love with it and stuck with it the whole time. Um, I wouldn't say there was one single person or one single thing, but, um, I don't know, probably, I guess my dad. Yeah, hockey, you can't beat the sport of hockey. Just like you said, the speed, the physicality, and all, everything that goes with it. It's kind of hard not to like. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously a bias, but to me it's the best game. Um, definitely the best game you can watch. But, um, I think it's the best game you can play, too. Exactly. Hell, yeah. <clears throat> yeah you guys got anything else for him? Um, I'm all good. I'm good. I have everything. And thanks for coming on, Rob. We appreciate it. Um, your high slot jersey will uh, be in the mail soon. So, what, what, what's your number? What, what do you want? What do you want for your number? Uh, I'll be sixty-seven in honor of Malcolm J. Hayes. Oh, perfect. <laughs> well, we got you, man. Yeah. Thank you for coming thanks on. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate, appreciate it. you coming thanks on, Rob. Yeah, no problem. Man. All right. So now we're gonna do the gambling corner. Uh, 
unfortunately Coco's not here this week. We're just gonna have him. We're gonna send over the uh, the games that we're picking and we'll th- throw it on the um, Instagram. So, but you know, you you got you got to come in um, come in and do the picks too. Or are you gonna just? Yeah, I'll, I'll have some picks. Okay. I'll I'll go off the top. I'll I'll pick from the heart and probably probably do better than everyone. <laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll see. All right, so first game we're gonna highlight here. It's a Friday night game, 9 p.m. Colorado Avalanche versus the Edmonton Oilers. The Avalanche have been nine and one in their last ten, but they have a streak of um, losing one. And then you got the Oilers who are eight one and one in their last ten, and they have a win streak of two. What do you guys like? Uh my heart's going with the uh, Colorado. I mean, Edmonton's at home, and Avalanche won the last two. Uh, the Oilers are hungry though, so honestly, I don't know. I might, I might change my pick here. It depends on who's in, who's in net, but honestly, for Colorado, it doesn't really matter too much because both goalies have been really well. Kemper is like thirty-five and nine overall, and you got Francois, who's probably pretty close. Not not thirty-five, but very good record. Uh, Edmonton's hungry. They're they're chasing tail for that second seed, or they are the second seed trying to protect it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Avalanche. How about you, Butts? All right, I'm gonna go with the Oilers, and I'm gonna go with the over. I think this game's gonna oh. be an absolute shootout, and I think the goalies are gonna fall apart. Oh, you don't? We don't even have an, a line, but okay, Butts. Line it's, or anything? I, I'm. It's gonna be six and a half or seven. Yeah. It's like every other game. I'm going. It's gonna be an eight or nine goal game. Oh shit! Yeah, that's the only way the Oilers I think could win that honestly. Yeah, I'm gonna go with um, Butts here. I'm gonna go with the Oilers just because I think like the Avalanche because like they're just they're like yeah they're they're still solid- the bus yeah they're solidified and like yeah they're comfortable like they're about like they're probably pretty much gonna win the President's Trophy like they have like all the points and there's no point in like really going out there and just trying to like just like match like the intensity especially with like the you don't want to get your like top guys getting hurt or whatever and the Oilers did, are playing for did, something. Did they clinch that President's? They're, they're they're probably going Choking. to do. They're like they have a shit ton of points. They're, that yeah, they're they way ahead a, of like they everyone. Need a, they need a win, I guess, if they want to do. That. I think they have 114, 115 points right now, which is nuts. So the next game we're gonna highlight Saturday, it's the New York Rangers coming to visit the hometown boys over in Boston, the Bruins. The New York Rangers are seven two and one in their last ten. They've won three in a row, and then you got the Bruins that are six and four in the last ten. We've won two in a row. What, what do you guys like? Uh, so I'm probably, I'm going with the bees, the bees, they haven't beat the Rangers yet this year. They're still fighting to move up probably on the lightning and the Leafs. Uh, I guess all supposedly going to be in net coming off that puck off the head. Hopefully it knocks some sense into him. So he plays better. Uh, and yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Bruins too, just cause notoriously Bruins on, on Saturday games, especially day games, I feel like they always show up. And I th- and especially with crunch time coming down right now, I think I think I'm gonna take the Bruins. Yeah, I might as well ring the bell right now. We got ring a consensus. Ring it. Um I, yeah, I like I agree with that hundred percent. Like we, we show up there in like matinee. it's not completely a matinee. It's a, it's around three o'clock. But I, I think we're just hungry. We we got we're gonna need a win, and I uh, and I think the Rangers are probably gonna put in the gore give. I, I would assume because they've been riding Shet, um, Shesterkin for a while, and all. I think probably gonna give him a rest. So yeah, it might be a full a full squad for the Bruins too. 
Yeah, like yeah, there's like we might get pasta and Lindholm back by then, hopefully. I yeah. think definitely Lindholm, but pasta's still. Uh, yeah, he's definitely more hurt. So, yeah. So yeah, with the boys with the consensus consensus with the hometown team, let's go. And the, the last game we're gonna highlight is gonna be on Sunday, and it's gonna be the Predators and the Lightning. These two these two teams are both uh, playing for seeding, and the and the Panth- I mean the Predators are definitely trying to solidify that one that one wild card spot make sure no one creeps up on them you got the predators are five four and one in their last 10 with a win streak of one and then you got the lightning they're kind of like teeter tottering right now they're four four and two in their last 10 and they've lost their last game who do you guys like you mean uh do you mean minnesota and nashville or tampa and florida no i'm what are you looking at i'm looking at sunday because I have Nashville playing Minnesota. On oh, oh, sorry. No, this is sad. Like, it just, this thing's messed up. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, it's Saturday. My, again, my bad. Oh, you're looking at Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Oh, okay. I'm looking at Sunday. It's, my all, it's, on, oh, it's between Saturday oh, and Sunday. Oh, yeah. oh, all right. <laughs> you just gave each other that look. Yeah, like, well, like, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? But, uh, yeah, no, I uh, disregard that. Uh, yeah, no, so uh, I, I think the Predators definitely need this win. But I don't know if they're going to get it. I'm going to take the Lightning. I'm not going to give too much analysis. I think the Lightning just better team. Um, I'm going to go Predators. Just because I like to be a little bit different. I like to go against the grain a little bit. The the Addies fade of the weekend. <laughs> the I, think, I think it might be the, the Predators game. Yeah, I like the Predators here too, just because I think they're just they're just hungry. They just, they need to keep on winning. They need the wild card spot. I, I know that they're kind of like they're probably a couple points ahead in the first wild card spot, but like obviously they, you, you got to keep on winning games, especially down this stretch. And yeah, and I and like the Lightning. Lightning but, are great at home. Yeah, but they've they've been falling off a little bit. I mean, they're not falling off, but like they're four four and two in their last ten. And, and I don't know. I think the Predators are just going to win this game. Yeah, they're tearing a little bit right now. All right, so now we're going to go to Sunday. <laughs> so we got oh, – I just had it. Avalanche and Jets. We'll, go, we'll do another Avalanche game. Actually, no, scratch that. We'll do Lightning Panthers. Because you, you guys mentioned it earlier. That's yeah, a, that's, that's a better game. Yeah, yeah, you guys mentioned the that. Battle of the no taxes. All right, yeah. yeah, battle of no taxes. So we got – Lightning, like like I said, they're four they're four four and two in the last ten. They lost their last one, and then the Panthers, man, ten zero and zero in their last ten, and they've have a win win streak of eleven. So what are you guys? Got uh, yeah, no. So this this game screams over. So I'm taking the over in this game, and I'm taking the Panthers. They're gonna smoke them. Yeah, the Panthers have been good to me the last two years. <laughs> I'm gonna absolutely hammer the Panthers. I'm I'm going probably the biggest units of the week on the Panthers. Yeah, we'll do oh, another man. consensus here. Like the the Panthers have been just rolling. They've been the hottest team in the NHL right now, and and I think they're just gonna roll it all the way back into the into the playoff, all the way into the playoffs. I think they're just gonna just right, like put their gas like the foot on right on the gas pedal and just coast right in. So I see Florida got 116 points. How many how many points does the Avs have? They have a lot. Yeah, it's got to be around the same, right? So they're probably fighting for that President's Trophy. So 116. 
Yeah, they're both at 116, so they're fighting for that president's trophy. I mean, that shit doesn't really mean anything. I mean, it's kind of a curse if you win it. Yeah, it is, because <laughs> I think, like, no one's won the cup or something. Yeah, or, no yeah. one's ever won a cup with the president's the trophy. The last team to go to the cup, I think, was the uh, Bruins. 2013. Yeah, but didn't win it. Yeah, we lost no, it. no, 2019 with the, uh, against oh, the Blues. Yeah. Oh yeah, wait. We were presidents. Yeah, I we, mean, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we were, were. Yeah, we were the best team. Yeah, yeah, I was too. I was, that was the year that Pasta scored fifty. I, I was too busy on deployment overseas. I couldn't even watch that shit. Dude, <laughs> they like. Thank you. It was funny because uh, a bunch of people welcome, like boss. that. <laughs> a bunch of people that night I knew were like, oh, let's go to the baseball tab and rest in peace to watch the uh, game seven. I was just like, I'm sitting inside, and if this shit just hits the fan, I'm the, I'm just at home, so I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> Dude, I was working at Greatest Bar and. Literally, the I've never seen the bar so packed, and I've never seen it clear out so fast in my life. Yeah. Literally, Running within, like, for the red within ten minutes, I think half the bar left on their tabs. Yeah, yeah, they're probably no. like, fuck it. Yeah, no one wanted anything to do with anything. They're like, yeah, charge my debit card like another ten bucks. I don't yeah, care. Exactly. Yeah, people are, like ripping off their Bruins jerseys. Like, yeah, I can't be seen in this. <laughs> yeah, so th- those are the um, gambling picks for this week. Follow us, fade us, whatever you want to do. Probably fade us. Yeah, well, fade me. I went like one and five last week. I went so. three and two, but I said fade me last week, so maybe it brings me some good luck. Wait for the professor's pick. Is him with that vitamin D. The kid's getting hot. Yeah, right. Yeah, he'll be giving out the picks on Instagram. I don't know what it will be. Probably a video. <laughs> he'll be giving them out verbally, so you better get a notepad down. From the beach. Yeah. All right, so we're just going to close up real quick with uh, my fun fact of the day. So, a chicken once lived without a head for 18 months. Chicken brains are concentrated at the back of the skull, and there isn't much to begin with anyway. For that reason, a decapitated chicken can survive for quite a while, living off just its nerve endings. Mike the Headless Chicken is perhaps the most famous example. Its owner, a farmer named Lloyd Olson, chopped his head off in 1945, but the chicken just didn't die. So the family kept him around and dropped food and water directly into his esophagus. It finally gave out after 18 months and considerable media attention. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, that's that's nuts. I like I didn't know that I could like legit just walk around with the heads cut off like and live like that though. Like you could drop something down his esophagus and it, it would just like take it. That must have been the grossest <laughs> shit, dude. You know what I mean? Like, imagine how gross like that must have looked. How, like, like so was it? It must have been like so, like all liquid stuff, because that thing ain't chewing anything. Yeah, it was just. It, I said it was all nerves and stuff. Like that's how I was living. That's nuts. But like, hey, you know, like, why don't they just like fry the chicken or something? <laughs> it's probably it was probably diseased or something. That's probably why they cut it, cut its head off. Or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, usually when you cut its head off, you're like planning on eating it or something, right? It's or like, or he just like fell on the sword. Yeah, the um so there's a picture right here. It's it's um in Fruta, Colorado. It's there's literally a sculpture a sculpture honoring that chicken. No. Yeah. Wow, he's a big <laughs> deal, huh? Yeah, he was like he he was a wow, big deal. He's a beast. That. Let me see. Point that over here. Alright, we need a trip out there to see this. Yeah, look at that. Wow. It's, Where is that? It's in Colorado. Wow, that's one famous chicken. Yeah, but just like, but it, just it, but it had no idea because it didn't have a fucking head. Avalanche playoff game. We'll go see that. We'll Did go he see pose? He must have posed for it. Yeah, it, <laughs> <laughs> he had a photo shoot. The headless fucking yeah. chicken. Like, tapping on the ground to make it come this way. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Nah, I can see." <laughs> no, all right, everyone. Um, that's that's my fun fact. Uh, thanks for listening, tuning into another episode of the High Slot Hockey Podcast. Appreciate you guys. Uh. 
Yeah, you guys got anything for the for everyone out there? Ah, uh, nah. Thanks for listening. A little short-handed today, you know. But uh, the boys will be back full tilt next week, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I tried my best on um, doing doing uh, facilitating. So yeah, no, you killed it. It feels weird being in front of the camera. I think next week I'm definitely gonna be back behind the. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, Bob was a little, you know, nervous, you know, leave some good comments, you know, some shitty ones too. Let him know how he did. Tell us the truth. <laughs> yeah, be brutally honest. I don't care. All right. Thanks, everyone. All right. Thanks. Thank you.